0: You're listening to the Flex Success Podcast, where we teach you how to be less shit.
1: I'm your co-host Lizzie, and this is Dean. We'll be covering all topics relating to health, fitness, and bodybuilding.
0: Join us as we use our In The Trenches experience and up-to-date science to provide you information that you can actually use.
1: If you like what we do, be sure to give us a like, follow, share, and tag us on social media. The intro to our previous podcast said that our next one, meaning this one, will be coming to you from Morocco. And where are we, Dean?
0: Salam, Morocco.
1: <laughs> Salam, Morocco. <laughs> Dean said, hello, Morocco. Yeah.
0: Salam is short for what? Oh, man. Go on. Malikun.
1: We've been learning some Arabic words.
0: It could be salim alaikum, though yeah. I'm not sure. With if it's,
1: an N instead of an M. I think it's N. I don't know. No, M. We've also learned shukran, which is... Thank you. Thank you. What else have you
0: learnt? Oh, you know how to say sorry. I don't. Sorry. Sorry? Sorry. Yeah. Oh. It was like... It had no, smachli
1: or something yeah, smahli, like that. that's and, it. And I learnt how to say you're welcome, which is saha.
0: Saha. I uh-huh. think
1: people have been saying that to me in the context of what I think they It wanted. was
0: like the Spanish equivalent of donada. Yeah, yeah. Like, no worries.
1: So that's really so what I learnt. So, as well as speaking Arabic here, most people speak French as well.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's, did we read 30%
1: French? 33% I don't know. French. A lot. Um, a lot of the signs are in French. Like pretty much all the cafe names are all in French. Yeah. There's French patisseries everywhere. It's very French.
0: Yeah, boulangerie.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Is that how you say it? Petit, something, something.
0: Um, and there's also a tiny bit of Spanish here as well.
1: I'd say a fair amount because, so Spain, so we're in Tangier, which is right at the north of Morocco, of Africa. And across the water, it, Spain is so close you can actually see Spain. Mm. So there's lots of Spanish tourists that come here, hence why they speak so much Spanish.
0: Everybody is assuming Liz is Spanish and keeps saying hola. Yeah. Um,
1: hola chico.
0: Yeah, so it's an interesting place. It's not very African for a place that is in Africa.
1: I've seen maybe three, four black people.
0: Yeah. Um, and they speak Arabic, French and Spanish. <laughs> so.
1: Not what I imagined Africa to be. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't feel like it. Um, What does it feel more like to you from the countries we've been to?
0: Uh, out of all the countries we've been to, Turkey. Um, It is is Arabic, I suppose, in its uh, look, its feel, its food, its costs.
1: Feels like the Middle East.
0: Um, It's it's homeless dogs. It's homeless cats. Um,
1: The dudes wear Aladdin hats here.
0: Yeah. But very good food here so far.
1: Actually amazing.
0: Great cheap food. Yeah. But also very good restaurant food. Like you can get a very, very good restaurant meal, two mains. You don't need to buy entrees or appetizers because they give you free bread and dollars here, all legends. Yep. Uh, last night we spent 30 Australian dollars, 15 pounds.
1: But, so what we're getting is something called a targine here. So a targine is actually the name of the dish. It's what, like a terracotta, like, flattish bowl. Yep. And then it's got, like, a pointy. top. A teepee lid on top, mm. also made out of the same. And it's usually, like, paint, painted with patterns and stuff. That's called a targine. And the food that goes inside it is also called a targine, like a paella. The pan that a pear is cooked in is called a Um, And usually it's some sort of meat. So we're getting like slow cooked lamb or beef, beef or chicken or something like that. And then it's just surrounded with like either dried fruits or oh, meat and prunes. Yeah. I didn't know how much I loved it until now. Um, or vegetables like potatoes and carrots and marrows and onion. It's a really good food.
0: And a random fruit that was a vegetable last night that we don't know what it was called, but it was delicious also. It was kind of pear-like.
1: We asked the guy at the restaurant. We saved a little piece, and we're like, "Hey, what is this?" And uh, he didn't speak much English, but on his phone, he got out like a video of someone pairing it. Like, know, what just, is the name? And, yeah. and it was it. in Arabic, so
0: we couldn't. <laughs> uh, but it was pear-like. Yeah. It kind of looked a bit guavery in consistency, but it wasn't mm. pink.
1: It was a pear.
0: And it was very, it was very much more like a pear. Yeah,
1: interesting. Yeah. Anyways, love the food here. Morocco is great. Wouldn't live here, but for the two weeks. Great gin. I can't believe how amazing the gyms are. We've,
0: we, we're training at a very good gym that is just around the corner called Medina. the Medina gym. But then there's another one inside the Medina, which mm. also looks good.
1: Oh, the Medina. For yeah. those who don't know what that is, Is like the oldest the old town. town. There's yeah. no cars. The, the footpaths are really narrow and yeah. it's just full of markets.
0: And then we walked past another gym yesterday that looked very good too.
1: Hercules gym. And then there was the other yeah. one.
0: Yeah, near, um, our, near our favorite eatery um, called Bashir.
1: Fun fact about the gym. So I have never felt more intimidated or harassed by men in my life anywhere more than Morocco. On the streets. On the streets. It is not fun to be a woman here walking by herself. Um, And when I went to the gym, I was like, oh, this is going to be so fun. Great. But oh, well, maybe I'll just blend in with the other women there. Turns out I'm the first woman to ever train at the gym. There is only men's locker rooms. And there's one toilet right at the back of the men's locker rooms that all the men share.
0: The men's locker room that is open on the gym floor.
1: Yeah. So they don't close the doors to the locker room. Like everyone training in the gym can see in men walking in and out of the shower Mm. so i feel uncomfortable because i'm like i feel like i'm making the men uncomfortable that are getting changed Mm. and stuff so if i'm busting i've been told i'm allowed to use the toilet there i don't um i was squatting the other day with a very full bladder uh but i'm not allowed to shower so in no way shape or form am i fitting in (laughs) am i like blending in in the gym um
0: yeah my expectation is that this is actually traditionally in men's own gym because they do exist here yeah. and there are gyms that you can go to with your partner but i think because it's bodybuilding and because of what we look like they were like yeah fuck it you can come
1: i don't know when we went to join up and i was like like hi can i can i like play as well he was like oh i guess it's like no one had ever asked mm. the question and then he
0: said the showers and he's like you can shower early in the morning when no but, one's here but anyway yeah but You were saying you feel harassed on the streets. however.
1: In the gym, totally different experience. I don't feel stared at. Nobody's come to talk to me. I don't know if it's because, like, they're being respectful of me and that's why they're not, like, people have asked questions of me through Dean, Mm. (laughs) like they're not to talk to me or something. But I take that more of a sign of respect than disrespect. So in the gym, it's just yeah, been a vastly different experience. Men have like come up to me with equipment that they think I might like to use, and I'm mm. like, oh, that's so They've cute.
0: brought you dumbbells to match when you've used like, different branded dumbbells. <laughs> They've loaded bars for you when you I've haven't asked them asked, to load bars. No, um,
1: no. so yeah. I I really like training here, and I feel like the gym has kind of saved my impression of Moroccan men.
0: Mm. But yeah, yeah. A, a white man in Morocco with muscle is good for your, uh, your confidence. You're going to be a little bit worshipped here. Actually, one of the guys from the gym sent me a message on WhatsApp on, WhatsApp, on Instagram and just said, "Welcome. This is my gym. You are the hero." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you are the hero. Yeah. Oh. Maybe a slight translation issue, but I'm going to Maybe roll
1: with it. me a hero. Yep. I feel sad. That is hilarious.
0: It's pretty good. <laughs> Yesterday, when I trained legs, I did notice there was a lot of people weirdly staring at my veiny quads. <laughs>
1: You do have excellent legs.
0: So I was like, yes, these are veins, and yes, I am white.
1: I remember when when Dean and I, when we were just just friends, kind of, Mm -hmm. but I had the hots for you, we went to a dog beach, our dog Reuben. May he rest in peace. Um, and Dean, the white man wanted some sunscreen and I was like, Oh, let me sunscreen your legs. And I did more than just put sunscreen on his legs. I remember like sexually massaging them being like, "Please get your hands off this man. Like you're being so inappropriate, but I was like, Oh, these legs are so good. I was like rubbing this. Do you remember?
0: Yeah. You pretty much exfoliated me with sand. <laughs> and it was. The are you weird- joking? Do you no, remember this? Yeah. The weirdest thing was when he kept drooling on the back of my neck. Shut up. <laughs> Anyway.
1: That last part didn't happen. But why are we here to talk about Dean's nanny legs and my sexual attraction
0: I mean, to your legs? What we are here to talk about is I'm I'm lost. Okay. No, no we're here to talk about potentially uh, resetting your goals over the Christmas social period, or at least considering your goals mm. and the expectations of said goals over mm. this festive season. Why? Because you don't want to fuck it up. No. <laughs> Um, Because too many people go into the Christmas period and social period thinking that the current goals that they may have, whether that be like fat loss or weight maintenance or maybe even uh, muscle gain, depending on what phase you're in, they expect it to still be um, uh, achievable to the same level as what it is now. Like
1: the same rate of progress. Yeah,
0: throughout Christmas, despite the fact that their environment is potentially or vastly going to change.
1: Yeah, people are on holidays or they've got lots of parties, tons of social events.
0: Yeah. Less likely going to be talking to individuals, I think, on a muscle gain phase uh, because it is, you know, typically going to be a an environment that affords you the opportunity for a calorie surplus, which is pro-muscle gain. Uh, but and you know, it's not
1: that hard to maintain training over the Christmas no. period, right? Like it takes an hour and a half. Yeah, like that. it's
0: very unlikely that you would miss. You know, maybe you might go from doing five sessions a week to four sessions a week for a two to four week period. But I would argue that you can still grow significant amounts of muscle doing that. So mm. probably less to do. With well, you're them. just
1: taking a one week holiday where you're not training. Yeah, you're gonna week. you're yeah.
0: gonna sort your deload out so that it's yeah. when you're going away with family and friends, whatever it may be. You can probably still gain muscle very effectively in this phase. Yeah. Um. Unless, of course, you're a party animal and you just booze up all the time, that's probably going to affect it. So You're probably a shit bodybuilder. <laughs> you're probably not that good. No. You know?
1: So that's why we're probably talking to people with goals of fat loss and we're not talking to people with goals of muscle gain because it's easier to continue muscle gain over Christmas than it is to continue.
0: Fat loss, yeah. yeah. And that is where most people come unstuck and are disappointed come January with their efforts. But should they be? should they be or well why are they disappointed It's probably the question
1: <laughs> Am- ambivalence yeah. well okay when people have goals of maintaining the same rate of progress through a really social period where they want to drink a bit of alcohol or eat out more often or just eat more because food is delicious let's be honest and they haven't reassessed whether that goal is still achievable they end up on the other side of the holiday season or the christmas season whatever um really disappointed in themselves feeling like they failed and they didn't really enjoy the christmas season because every time they went to a social event and ate or drank they felt guilty and so neither are achieved they didn't enjoy themselves really as much as they could have Um, and they feel disappointed that they they didn't reach their targets they feel like a failure and so we might want to do something called agenda mapping which is where we map out the agenda very creative name where we um acknowledge that we have two conflicting goals one of it is you know pretty good rate of progress for weight loss and the other one is
0: social butterfly
1: the exact social Mm. butterfly um do they conflict yes probably so let's map that out right now in the month of december maybe the first couple of weeks of january too i don't know uh my priority is to enjoy myself that doesn't necessarily mean un you know unlimited weight gain you know 10 kilos a week for three weeks in a row it could mean weight maintenance, it could mean allowing yourself a buffer of one to five kilos. I don't know, whatever's right for you. And then once that holiday season is over, then get back to the other priority, which is continuing the remainder of your weight loss goal. Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, and this is the thing too, like if you reassign a new goal that is likely more achievable. Mm-hmm then when you get to the end of it, you you end the social period having said, I had a great time, I achieved everything I wanted to, now let's just get back to it, versus I failed, now I need to punish myself further. So not right. only did you not really enjoy the social situations, you also failed at what you, your perceived goal was and Proverted now you feel shit confidence. about yourself yeah. come the new year. So you're far better off trying to you know figure out what your best case scenario is than trying to be perfect and coming out the other end successful then you are trying to be perfectly and come out of the other end um, having failed in your own eyes.
1: Yeah, I also don't really understand what the huge rush is. Unless you've got a bodybuilding competition coming up, you know, weeks after Christmas or, I don't know, you have a really stable end date to the fat loss goal like your wedding or something like that. What is the rush? Why not press pause and go weight maintenance for a few weeks? Like you're going to be alive for I don't know how many more weeks. What is two or three?
0: But a Christmas ham only exists on Christmas. Day <laughs> <is. laughs>
1: And cookies are only around <laughs> at
0: Christmas. No, so the point is obviously that people need to at least first sit down and say, who am I and what are my goals? And what goal? What? Who wish- are you
1: and who is your daddy? Yeah. What's
0: that? No, just, who is your daddy? What does he do? That's it. Can't believe I got a better movie quote than you. Damn
1: it! it That's the first time yeah. I felt it a movie
0: quote. He, remember Arnold said that on the Australian stage to the bikini competitor, oh. the one? He turned and went, so, question. Who is your daddy? What does he do? And no. everyone was just like, yeah. That was really funny. And then she replied to the training question. Oh, he dad. asked her, What
1: days of the week do you train? How
0: often do you train a week? She's like,
1: Ha ha, ha only days ending in Y. Yeah.
0: I'm pretty sure that's how she sounded, too. That's
1: exactly how she sounded.
0: And everybody got up and left.
1: <laughs> we, we all
0: went to the Formula One. We said, all quit
1: it. bodybuilding.
0: Yeah, fuck it. We're going to become race car drivers. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, who are you and what? is your goal
1: right appropriate goal setting Uh
0: because if you're a competitive bodybuilder Mm. who is competing in season a of 2024 Mm -hmm. it means that around christmas time you're going to be about 15 14 13 weeks out
1: right you're going to be starting a pretty restrictive diet you're
0: likely either at the very beginning or the middle of a fat loss phase Uh Um, with that comes with a level of restriction that is going to be far greater than somebody who is just a fitness enthusiast looking to lose some weight over the period of time and then hopefully sustain that. If it's a long term goal, for example, of you know, weight maintenance at a new weight.
1: I mean most people who aren't bodybuilders looking to lose weight are looking to maintain the weight loss. Mm. So yeah. yeah, for sure.
0: So yeah, if you're a competitive bodybuilder in a fat loss phase. In a fat loss phase, should you have some freedom to enjoy Christmas, a Christmas lunch and or a Christmas dinner? Absolutely.
1: But it doesn't have to be a Christmas December. No, (laughs) I can tell you
0: right now that all of my clients will have some level of freedom and flexibility over Christmas Mm. that is suitable to them and their goals and their preferences, uh, and not one of them won't have it. And if they don't have any, it's because they choose it.
1: Right, but this is – you're talking about clients that are in comp prep.
0: People will be 12 to 14 weeks out. Right, yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, like I don't have a close family, so maybe I'm talking out of turn here, but (laughs) (laughs) it sucks to be (laughs) you. I don't really – see why people feel like they need to go to these family events and gorge themselves. Like I get it. Your auntie makes the best potato bake. Your mom makes the best Christmas ham. Your uncle makes the best brownies. Like, can you not just like try a bit of the brownie after lunch? And most of the lunch is a delicious, like your salad, a bit of ham, and then you try, you know, a sensible portion of the potato bake. Why do you have to eat a mountain of potato bake, a mountain of the brownies? Like, do you really enjoy yourself doing that or do you leave feeling sick and a bit regretful? Mm. Is Christmas about that or is Christmas about, like, enjoying a bit of food and definitely being with your family and friends?
0: I was waiting for you to emotionally just appear to people say, like, is it just about the food, or is it about the family? Like, I don't have, you know. Like, think about this next time you're eating that brownie. I won't even be eating it with my own mother.
1: I don't even have a family. <laughs> I'm estranged.
0: A brownie on your own isn't as exciting as it is that it is with your loved ones.
1: Yeah, maybe um, I should cry to get the point
0: across.
1: Just know that I have cried about this.
0: About no, but it's true. I, I would, I would almost always say that in the in the moment of eating these foods, mm-hmm. you feel like it's the greatest thing ever. But almost always, for a period, like it is a period, for almost always at the end of it, you're like, ah, like the next day comes, and you're like, I don't really remember yesterday. Like the happiness from it, my point is, is super fleeting. You know,
1: allegre, we learnt that word in Spanish just yesterday, fleeting happiness.
0: Fleeting happiness, yeah. Allegra,
1: there's a word in Spanish for it.
0: Uh, Allegra. Allegra, is it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we know somebody the last name, Allegre, unless we've got to mix stuff. But yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's fleeting happiness that happens very short. And um, I would say, isn't actually as, it's not as exciting as, as what you think it is.
1: Mm, like you've built it up in your mind. I when mean, yeah. it's over. It's like, I mean, was it really worth it? I'm going to
0: draw a weird parallel here because I said this to our friend and in, in Milan, okay. and that is that people even build up the enjoyment of foods that are, like, supposed to be the best in their home country, e.g. if you go to Italy, it's the best pasta, you know. The best gelato. The best gelato. Yeah. I can tell you right now, there's great Italians all around the world. There are mm. also great... Thai people all around the world. So you can have the best Thai in fucking Morocco if you look deep enough. Um, and people build up this like, oh, my God, I had this pizza in, you know, Italy. It was the greatest pizza ever. I'm like, no, the experience was great. Like, yeah. The people, the fact that you're in Milan, it's the same as Christmas. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah that's true.
0: It's about like, oh, I had the best Christmas lunch because I remember I was sitting on the, uh, the water with my auntie who I hadn't seen in ages. We were laughing. She snorted so loud. Everybody heard <laughs> her. And I also had a bite of her delicious apple pie. Uh-huh. You know?
1: So the food really was just an element.
0: Even even if you think back to it when you were a kid, and you think like, oh, do you remember mac and cheese like out of a can, the thick cheese that you would have like Kraft mac and cheese? Bro, I had a
1: Wog family; we did not have canned mac and cheese. Okay, let me tell you. Pick
0: pick any food; I'm like that shit was delicious. And then you eat it as an adult, and you're like, oh, it's pretty bad. But as a kid, I have this memory, <laughs> and it's it's, it's, nostalgic. it's about the, yeah. it's about the memory, not necessarily about the food itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's
1: really
0: yeah. true. Um, so, so yeah. 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 Consider your goals Was that point.
1: Mm-hmm. So once you know what your goal is, whether you're going to move to weight maintenance or maybe slow down the rate of weight loss, I probably don't think it's a great idea, but it's up to you.
0: Yeah, you could maybe escalate the rate of loss going into Christmas so that you can start Christmas at a slightly lower weight than you initially did. So if you do gain a little bit, you end up back where you were. You could just move back to maintenance and recognize that there's going to be some weight gain potentially. And if not, it doesn't matter if it goes the other way. Talk with your coach or yourself about what you think is acceptable. Mm. Um, life will go on. 2024 will arrive. Um, you can find ways to enjoy yourself without it getting out of hand.
1: Mm. I mean, because there are so many different things you can do and different things are appropriate for different people, we do offer consultation mm. calls. So you can check that out from the link in bio on Instagram or our website and we can talk you through it. Um, but it's definitely worth mentioning that not everybody has such tight control over their input and output meaning they they don't really understand how many calories they need to take in to lose one kilo a week half a kilo a week maintain their weight whatever and even if they did know they don't know how much is in food so a different way to look at it might be something like um habits so if you're trying to speed up the rate of weight loss coming into christmas so you feel comfortable moving to weight maintenance it could be something like i'm Only going to enjoy lean protein for three or four meals a day, plus two to 400 grams of vegetables. Um, And I'm only going to have fresh fruit for snacks. And Mm. that's all I'm going to eat, maybe a little bit of good fats on the side. So you're just eating your bare minimum. Uh, And then weight maintenance might be something like I'm eating one meal out a day on top of that, Um, or I'm adding adding carbohydrates
0: to 50% of them or something. So half of
1: those meals, yeah. Mm
0: just just to be clear for those two also, we're not suggesting that you should increase your rate of loss going into Christmas so that you can account for weight gain at the end of it. Like we're not saying oh, no. diet very hard now so you can let loose to to make up for it. So it's not like you know instead of losing lose one kilo a week, 10, yeah. yeah no, instead of losing one a week, lose two now so you can gain four, you know mm-hmm. like it's not that. it's It's saying if you wanted to by the end of December have lost four kilos, but you're currently losing one a week, You need to rate, you need to increase the rate to maybe one and a half, three weeks. Then maintenance. Then maintenance, so you've lost the the aggregate four across the same period. Yeah, the
1: average works out the same.
0: Yeah, so we're not trying to lose more to gain more. Yeah. Um,
1: Probably second asterisk, maybe third or fourth asterisk here, mm -hmm. is that if you do gain a bit of weight over Christmas, no one's going to die. Like, that's okay. Your self-worth doesn't come down to how tight your jeans are fitting. Um, I guess what we're trying to encourage here is that people don't go wild and think the only way to enjoy the Christmas season is to just binge themselves all the way through December. Mm.
0: So, we give people some methods to try and control, like actual Christmas events okay. or social events, or is there anything else we've missed there with regards to like goal setting? No, I don't think
1: so. Mm. So, because um... I think this is the
0: thing people struggle with the most. Let's let's just assume that people don't have a great control of like they don't really understand calorie for calorie what's in food some methods you've been asked to go out for dinner or you're going for a christmas lunch or something like that um what are some of the considerations that people should have we we often talk about like method fluidity like so someone might be following a diet somebody might be macro tracking somebody might be you know eating to food groups or Mm -hmm. palm sizes or something like that
1: being method fluid means knowing what method to choose at what time. So you're being you're going from macro tracking into a foundation diet or into mm-hmm. following a strict diet plan back to macro tracking, depending on what's appropriate at the time. So that's what is meant by method fluidity. Mm. Such a big word.
0: Yeah, Humidity. I have I have one of my clients on this uh, exact approach even now, okay. um, who's in Japan. He just finished a show. So he's in a very sensitive period of time where he's just done extreme dieting and now he's in Japan for a week. How good is Japan? Japan's amazing. It's a food haven. It's a great place and it could easily get away from you. So he actually has like three available methods to use on a daily basis. He can follow a diet if he wants to follow the diet. He can follow a particular diet with a calorie buffer to enjoy one meal out of his choice. Okay. Um, or he can follow a diet with a, an allocated amount of discretionary calories where he gets to eat whatever he wants with those discretionary calories. Right. So he's so, got like
1: 500 calories to spend on whatever he wants. Yeah, so there's
0: full control, moderate control, and then there's control with free meal. Uh-huh. And he basically is decided- All deciding, free
1: calories. Yeah. Not a free meal. Is it? it's,
0: it's a free meal whereby he doesn't have to worry about tracking it or okay. accounting for the calories. We, we put a buffer there right, so that he doesn't gain exponentially. So the other meals
1: are lowering calories to allow exactly. for that.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's giving him the, the mental uh freedom to decide, I would like to do this today. And that was exactly it. He actually had eaten two meals today and he walked past the place and said, to him, hey, man, I just saw this place. It looks great. Should I go here for dinner? I went, if you do this approach, you can. And he was like, "Ah, oh, amazing. Love it. So he has he has the ability to, to be fluid.
1: Yeah, that's great. Um, some of the methods that are helpful for people, kind of always, but definitely over the Christmas period as well. Let's let's unpack them more. So I think we all know what macro tracking is. I probably won't bore you with the details of that, but that can be helpful for some people. Um, not being too anal with macro tracking uh, because you, when you're eating out, you kind of can't be. You don't want to bring your scales to a group event and Pull your meal apart into individual ingredients and weigh them and then put in, oh, this much rice, this much sultana. like, don't, don't do that to yourself.
0: Yeah, being close enough is better than not knowing it all.
1: Yeah, I, I, I would do things. So if you're macro tracking, I would do things like if you're having cake or biscuits or whatever, just the, the Woolies website, even the Coles website, you can just put in like chocolate cookies and just see what the calories are per 100 grams. And just use those calories. Mm-hmm. Or if you're eating cake, like go to the Coles or Woolies website, and like they, they have mud cake, and just see what the macros of that is, and use like it might not be identical, but all cake is eggs and butter and flour. Like it's going to be close enough.
0: And even then, the, the the major change between most recipes is just a redistribution of fat and carbs, but the calories, the calories are almost always the so. same.
1: Yeah, within within like ten percent.
0: Yeah, hmm.
1: yeah, they really are. So don't be too anal if you're a macro tracker. Um, I would also say. Don't get to the end of the day and trying to remember what you ate and then put it in because, like, what's the point? Because you're just eating what you've eaten, right? Mm -hmm. You want to be, okay, I think this is what I want to eat. Put it in. Make sure it more or less fits Are you saving yourself enough for later. Um, So do it first. Um, Any other tips for macro trackers? Maybe don't go for what only what's palatable. Also understand, like, what's filling, what foods are triggering for you.
0: Yeah, just because you do have the option of getting the most delicious item doesn't mean you necessarily should because part of your personal preferences isn't just about flavour but also about fullness.
1: Mm, How makes you feel.
0: I know for me, like, most of the time I'd rather eat a 7 out of 10 delicious but a 10 out of 10 fullness than Mm. I would go the other way around. Right. Uh, Because I just know that a 7 out of 10 is tasty enough. Mm. a 10 out of 10 is delicious but it also means i want a lot of it exactly
1: why i eat dark chocolate and not milk chocolate Mm. because if i eat milk chocolate i'm just thinking about it all day it was so Mm. yum
0: yeah um and also knowing uh when knowing your personal preferences too as to like when you're best suited to having the higher calorie allotment if you are going to like predetermine what you're going to have so like for example you said like go in and track it early like if you're a heavy breakfast eater Know that that is the case, and you're going to have to like pull up the reins, pull the reins in a little bit more at night. If you like me, and you'd prefer to have more calories before bed, then know that you have to obviously then think about that and forward think. Your breakfast has to be lower calories too.
1: Well, neither Dean or I are breakfast people. Like we couldn't really calories. Yeah, breakfast out is lame. Yeah.
0: But ma- maybe you feel
1: differently. So what we do is when we're deciding we're eating out today, we much prefer dinner. So we will we're not going to go out for breakfast because like it's so hard to get a high protein, low calorie breakfast out. We'll have, like, egg whites and veg at home or a protein shake and fruit or something like that.
0: Yeah, or even when we've gone and trained and then gone out for the day, you and I almost always will just go to the supermarket and get half a kilo of yoghurt while I get a half kilo, you know.
1: Or we'll share a barbecue chicken and get yeah. a bag of salad or mm.
0: something like that. Yeah. yeah. So we keep the AM light.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. Just because it's the holiday season or you're on a holiday doesn't mean every meal has to
0: be. Mm. Yeah. So plenty of things there for a macro tracker. Um, other things... Died. That we have for individuals would be another method. Another method.
1: Foundation diet.
0: Foundation diet, yeah, it would work.
1: Um, So, a foundation diet is when somebody sets a foundation of their diet, which means you more or less have a schedule of when you're eating 9 a.m., 1 p.m., 6 p.m., something like that. Um, And that can be fluid within an hour, you know, so you want to be eating half an hour either before or after that anchor point. It would also mean that the anatomy of your plate more or less looks the same. There's about, you know, X amount of protein, maybe the size and thickness of your palm. We want to have like two fist sizes worth of vegetables. Maybe there's some fruit in there as well, a serving of carbohydrates, like a cupped handful worth of carbohydrates and a thumbs worth of fats. Uh, And it's really easy to be, portion controlled when you have measurements like that. It's really easy for that food to be filling when you're always choosing fibrous foods, like vegetables and potatoes for your carbs and things like that. Um, And it's really hard to go over with your calories when you're eating enough food to keep you full and you're eating regularly enough that you never begin a meal when you're absolutely starving. And there's a lot of flexibility within that. You can choose whatever protein you feel like at the time, whatever fats you feel like at the time, whatever carbs, whatever fruits. and you could do that at a Christmas lunch as well. Let's say there's a buffet table full of food. You're like, "Hmm, what do I want to choose for my carbs? I'm going to omit putting extra fats in there because this potato salad was full of mayonnaise. So that'll count as my fats as well."
0: Mm-hmm. Or just setting the plate up similarly. Like for me, you like the, it with actually, vegetables first. I put this on my story the other day. I really, really felt like cereal on my yogurt breakfast. We just said how we're low, low calorie eaters for breakfast, uh-huh. right? I, so I, I pretty much don't ever add fats or carbs to my breakfast. It's always just fruit, vegetables, and meat or eggs. And I was like, oh, I really want some cereal. And I really would love some almond butter on that. But I know if I do that, I'm going to have to give up calories later on. Yeah. So I put a tablespoon of, of cereal on my yogurt okay. and then a teaspoon of um, almond butter on the cereal. And then I left it to the side. So like I really wanted that bite, but I just left it to the side. So like Christmas, I would do this similarly. I'd fill my plate up with like roast chicken. I then fill it up with a bunch of veggies, like Mm -hmm. cruciferous veggies or non cruciferous, non-starch veggies. And then I'm like, I love roast potatoes, but I'm going to have three of them instead of filling up half my plate with 10 of them. Right. So you can portion the plate so that you still get all the things you want, but you just don't have the maximum amount of them. So then I know that if I slowly go through the vegetables and the meat, I feel relatively full. I take Uh my time. When I get to the potato and I eat it, I'm like, that was delicious and I'm also full. Fantastic.
1: Hmm, I could think of that as maybe like, good behaviors by addition mm. not by restriction so you're adding good things to your plate you're not putting it there and being like oh i shouldn't i should take it away there's just the the more hyper palatable or calorie dense things just less room for them once you add
0: yeah the yeah things yeah. that yeah, you, the prioritize. Thing up with what you need and then add the extras that you can fit on that plate
1: yeah absolutely um,
0: and obviously don't get yourself a serving butter for six yeah yeah um, one we mention before for macro tracks actually would be just to consider a, a redistribution of macros and just go to protein and calories for certain days where you know maybe fats are going to be slightly higher. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to hit specific targets. Protein and calories will make the biggest impact on your physique. So
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, okay, so maybe like a couple of other approaches or methods before we wrap it up mm-hmm. with how to approach unsupported people over Christmas. We've mm. all been there. Uh, don't have a family would be the first tip in how to <laughs> approach. It's <positive. laughs> it is positive. Um, No, it would be. I have clients who tell me that the hard part for them is they make good choices leading up to a Christmas lunch. They're really proud of their choices during the Christmas lunch, but then they're all sitting around a table or a pool or something like that, and the snacks are there and they're just picking. And by the end of the night, they're like, "Oh my god, I've at least tripled what I ate in my meal. I wasn't even hungry. It's just the food was there and I was picking." So, a couple of tips is chewing gum can be really helpful to kind of intuitively not pick.
0: Yeah, mint, mint and nuts doesn't go together. Or
1: oranges, or like it's just doesn't not very nice to eat food when you've got gum in your mouth. Yeah. Um, sipping on like a diet soft drink keeps mm-hmm. keeps you kind of occupied and busy um, choosing the right things. Have the celery sticks and low-fat hummus, like big deal. Maybe just don't snack on the rocky road or I don't know, what do people have at Christmas?
0: Yeah, just maybe we're just too good at it now. We don't know. No, <laughs> but that's true. Like there's always generally like even things as simple that appear, like the whole health, health halo effect we've spoken about a lot too, like nuts and um dried fruit sitting in the middle mm-hmm. of the table. Like don't go for those because they're so calorific. They're
1: like 60 uh, to 70 percent. You can,
0: times. you can just know that you can have a very small portion of them. You know. For
1: calorie allotment. Yeah. yeah.
0: So like even for, like we're lucky and whenever we've had a, a family Christmas, usually my mum does do up a lot of like fresh fruit and stuff like that too. So that is the things that I'm going to fill up on. Fresh fruit, celery sticks, carrot sticks, low fat hummus. And then I'm going to consider the additions after that. Mm. Similar to my plate.
1: Yeah. I mean, And
0: may I just say like, this is coming from somebody who's somewhere between 90 and hundred kilos. And I'm making these choices for me at my weight, knowing that I have a 3,500 or 4,500 calorie allotment. Like, I'm still doing these things as a larger human. And yet we'll see 50 and 60 kilo individuals doing the opposing of the opposite. Right, the
1: And they gain fat on about half the amount of calories that mm. somebody at Dean's weight would gain weight on. Mm. So the
0: point being is the consideration is there for everyone. Um, mm. uh, another one we've spoken about plenty in other times would be preloading before you go to Christmas. Mm. Um, so considering having a, uh, either just a large salad and or a high-protein, low-fat, large.
1: A protein shake, a chicken salad, something, an apple.
0: Yeah, protein and fruit, protein and veggies, or just veggies and fruit yeah. before you go so you don't go there hungry. Is a good idea?
1: I think we've all gone to a meal or supermarket shopping or something feeling absolutely starving, and before you know it, your trolley is full to the brim or you've ordered two mains or something like that. Um, and it's much easier to make sensible decisions when you're only a little bit hungry or you're not hungry at all. So that's why pre learning is such a helpful tactic. And, and I think probably overlooked and undervalued because it is so simple. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that it's not, um, what's what I'm looking for? Like, uh, helpful. Mm-hmm. It has a really strong impact, even though it's just an apple, even though it's just a protein shake. But it's, Massively. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We all know what it's like when you start eating when you're hungry. It's very different than yeah. when you're full. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> another one I like because I have you is to find a friend to share with.
1: Oh, we always share.
0: Um, you know, I really like cheesecake, but I don't always want to have a full slice. And I'm sure you're the same. So we often share a slice. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it just means that we can have the things that we really enjoy, but we do it in a portion controlled manner. Um, And then again, I'm the 90 kilo, you're the 60 kilo. Generally, Liz gets about 40% of it and I get about 60% of it.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Because my energy needs are lower than Dean's. So even though it might not be equal, it's kind of quote unquote fair in the sense that he's got more calories in the day he can eat before weight gain occurs. I've got less. So therefore we shouldn't be going 50, 50 in a cheesecake. Mm. It doesn't really make sense. It
0: also eradicates the necessity to try and um, lean into your willpower to only eat half a slice. Uh (laughs) And leave the
1: other half. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because a lot of people do struggle to say, I'm only going to eat what I, what I would like and what I need or what I'm satisfied to versus what I have on my plate.
1: Yeah. I also don't really like wasting food. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're we moving on to navigating shitty people.
0: Yeah, let's navigate the shit people.
1: <laughs> okay, um, probably quick introduction is that we might have really good intentions, we might have strong willpower, we might have great plans and methods in place, and we go there, and your auntie just won't stop fucking badgering you about eating her brownies. Like, bro, I got it. You you cook these by hand. You think they're amazing. I don't want your damn brownies, but she keeps pushing, and eventually you're like, okay, give me the brownie. Um, those people. People do it for all sorts of reasons because they think you look fantastic as you are and just don't understand your goals or what you're trying to do, even if it's just to do with weight and balance, sorry, not weight, health and balance, nothing to do with weight at all. Mm-hmm. They just don't understand. Maybe they feel, maybe you come from a wog family and rejecting food is seen as a sign of rejecting them in some disrespectful.
0: cultures. So yep. disrespectful.
1: Maybe they feel bad about, um Their own Uh, snacking? Yeah, like their own behaviours and they think, well, if everyone's doing it and they're trying to feel better by breaking you, I don't know. People have their reasons. But whatever it is, there are unhelpful people. And there's also some people whose unhelpfulness has a greater impact on you. So for the people around you that you feel are unsupportive and have a really big impact on you, it could be worth sitting them down, explaining how they can support you and how important their support is to you. Um, You know, you make them feel important and informed in the process. There's not this friction in the relationship anymore. You can just go about things nicely. But you obviously can't have this conversation with everyone. Everyone you have this conversation with is going to respond in a way that you want. Therefore, plan B could be telling a white lie. Um, And I did sit down with Jesus. He said it's cool. The white lie could just be something like, those brownies look really great, but I'm full right now. Or Excellent. I can't wait to try them, but I'll try them soon. Mm. Um, or I don't know. What else have you got?
0: Yeah. White I, lies. I often will do like, I may grab some of, my, some of that for myself later. Okay. Uh, so that I'm like taking ownership of like when I would like it. Don't ask me again. Um, <laughs>
1: yes. Or
0: if we're in the instance of, we're talking before about plate planning, I'll, I'll usually like, I might have some more of this chicken and veggies. I really like it. And then I might grab some of that later as well. Uh-huh. Uh, because most of the time when people are serving out desserts, they all eat them and then they forget about them. Yeah. So then it gives me the opportunity to go back after the fact and decide how much I want, what I if want, if I want it. Yeah. Um, and maybe I am still hungry, and I've decided, like we talked about before, to put more protein and plants in mm. my gob first before I go for two pieces of cheesecake as opposed to one for sure.
1: I think whatever the white lie is, it doesn't really matter whatever comes out, um, but whatever get the job gets the job done. It could be like I don't really feel like it right now. Hmm. Maybe later.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can literally thanks just say no an thanks.
1: Supportive Yeah.
0: You yeah. can just say, no, thank you. I, I would not, I no, I'm fine, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually met with the, the, come on, come on, come on, come on. So you need to try and find something that somewhat shuts down the follow-up.
1: Yeah, usually honesty is what leads to yeah. that. Being like, oh, I'd love to, that looks so great, but I'm trying to do yeah. less of that. Like, that is what leads to, oh, really? But it's Christmas. But you look so fantastic. Like, stop it, Karen.
0: Mm. Well, it was actually Cindy who did it to me. Was it? Do you remember?
1: No.
0: She's like, oh, are you dieting? Yes. I've got a bodybuilding show. Like, oh, you already look great, though. And I'm like, thank you. Come on, take your shirt off. Remember? <laughs> I
1: actually do. Yeah. This is at your auntie's. Yeah, pool? Yeah. yeah. And
0: then, I've and then, um, my cousin's girlfriend went full blown on it. Was like, he ain't a piece of meat.
1: Leave him alone. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yes, this is
0: awesome. <laughs> but this is what it feels like to be a woman. You know,
1: <laughs> objectified. <D. laughs> You're objectified. Uh, yeah. Um. Okay. So. Navigating people, quick summary on that part is sit the important people down and tell them how they can support you and how important their support is to you. Plan B, tell a white lie if it doesn't work out or for the people that you're not having that sit down. Mm. to Maybe have some white lies, like, uh, stored up so that it can come out and feel natural mm. at the time and you're not
0: balking. You need to be confident. You can't balk because yeah. if you balk, they're going to sense it. I don't feel like it. And
1: they're
0: going to see you're a bit, they're gonna I'm going to get this person. <laughs> I'm going to prey on this. This is
1: an injured little animal. I am a
0: predator and I will feed this little animal. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Um, absolutely, They're good.
1: Okay. So guys, Merry freaking Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. I hope Santa brings you something wonderful. We still have, when is is this podcast coming out? Beginning of December ish. So we'll still have a podcast, maybe two before actual Christmas hits. So we will talk to you then. Uh, Of course, like subscribe, share five-star review. But before. Oh, we I'm so sorry.
0: We have some tips. No, we've given heaps tips. We've got a rest. little segment. Well, I mean, I suppose the Be Less Shit tip here, pretty straightforward because oh. we've kind of given them all. Just Go do on. what we said for the rest do of Do what we said. No. Um, what was your Be Less Shit tip?
1: Um, probably that not every meal has to be a party. <laughs> you can enjoy meals that are sensible and just has like a small portion of something absolutely delicious on the side or at the end. And that's not a failure at all. That's that's what balance looks like. Yep. that's
0: probably my tip. Uh, something worth sharing. Completely topic unrelated. Okay. Um, this was something that I had considered trying, but the name bothered me. I had one client try it and it was a little slow. But I've spoken to a uh, a colleague, not a colleague, a colleague, no, colleague. What do you call it? An acquaintance of mine, and he's been using it. It's very good. And that is uh, is building <laughs> thing. Tell the, me what it website, is. The website is called Roid Safe. Yes, ROIDSAFE. Now you know why I didn't like the name. Uh, but basically they're like a, an intermediate party that helps uh, give you a pathology referral okay. for anybody who's looking for uh, comprehensive blood work in Australia specifically for a reasonable price. Okay. I believe the price is about 55 Australian. It includes all of the things you need to look at your, the the metrics of uh, blood penalty you want to look at plus hormonal profiles. Normally, it would set you back like one fifty to two hundred, so it's significantly cheaper.
1: Dirhams, no, Moroccan <laughs> Dirhams? Australian dollars,
0: Australian. AUD. Um, so yeah, just go to RoideSafe. Google RoidSafe. Uh It's on there. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, do note that they are intermediary, though. So you, you basically, you will get given your results, I believe, through the app, and then that you can accumulate them over there over time. And
1: that might be a problem because people don't know how to interpret results.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I take no responsibility for their customer service or anything. This is not even a paid ad or anything. I just know it's cheaper and some people really struggle with the cost of bloods. And I'd much rather you have a service that isn't, say, the best ever mm. and it be available to you at a cost that is is affordable, affordable yeah. than not the other way around. So you usually I use iMedical, just as a reference. Incredibly professional, similar in their intermediary, intermediary. An intermediary between you, the pathology, uh, and the bloods, okay. but the minimum cost is eighty-three. If you get hormones, you're up around one hundred and fifty to two hundred and fifty. So it is significantly more. So expensive.
1: this is like this
0: is fifty-five. Oh, and 50. it gives you all of the the top.
1: Oh, incredible! So
0: the two hundred dollar test is fifty-five dollars in this, basically. The two
1: hundred dollar
0: test on like biomedical.
1: is fifty-five here. It's right a quarter here. of the
0: price. Gotcha, gotcha.
1: gotcha. iMedical,
0: I'm you get your results back within twenty-four hours. It's very quick.
1: And the reason people are doing this—correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, aren't getting it for free through Medicare, through like a GP referral is because GPs often will just refuse the blood tests. Sorry? Yeah, they're
0: only interested in helping you out for your health if you are addicted to methamphetamines. Uh-huh. But if you use steroids, you're a bad person.
1: And you're not allowed to yeah. get yeah. medical treatment. Okay. You're yeah. well, not really treatment, but like stay on top of your
0: bloods to yeah. make sure
1: that you are not effective. You're
0: not allowed to take a proactive approach to your health. Okay. You have to wait till you're dying and then they'll be interested in <laughs> helping you. Out. Got it. Thanks, Straya. Australia. Um uh, so yeah. Okay. I'm not sure it's .com or .com, but we'll put it in the chat. Just place. Google it,
1: mate. Google Last it. but
0: not least, Liz, yes. we have a Would You Rather. I'm not as good at them as you are.
1: No one's as good at Would You Rathers. But, you know, like there's, I was thinking the other day, people don't often think about, oh, what are the things I like about myself? Well, I like to do that often. And one of them is that I'm so good at making up Would You Rathers.
0: We had some absolute pearls in Milan. Shout out to Jake and Joppo and Sim because... There some pearls.
1: I spent about two days asking them ridiculous would you rather's. And never once did they obviously seem to get sick of it. Yeah. Probably bitch about me behind my back. Like, can she fucking stop, stop with the would you rather's? But not to my face. So they were
0: only personally relevant. So I can't really go down the route that you took on those. Hmm. There was lots of routes, though, that you took. And also in your, in your drawing. I was going to make a rude joke. Um, all right. Know. So in light of where we are, guys, we are in Morocco, as we said. They do provide fries with lots of meals here but they're not very good fries.
1: They're soggy. half. Liz
0: loves a fry. As we know, I have fries on my wedding ring finger for you. Tattooed. Um, Yeah, you do. So my question is, is, Uh also knowing that you don't like to mix foods as much as what I do. Okay. Would you rather never eat fries again or only be able to eat fries if you had to dip them in a milkshake?
1: Oh. Oh, I, I some people think that that's a good combination of foods.
0: I know, this is why I'm up. I
1: strongly disagree. Have you with tried that it? food combination? Yeah, when I was a kid, I, my grandma used to dip um Maccas chips into like a 30 cent cone, which I found out about 2 years ago when Ruben was passing away that they are in fact not 30 cents anymore no. because we we had a little bit of warning like a few hours morning we had to put him down so we were like let's give him the best feast ever went to McDonald's hey can I have a 30 cent cone they're like they're a dollar.
0: Like, Holy. Yeah.
1: That's how long it's been since I then, I've then he it <laughs> he
0: threw it up. Yeah. So um, yeah, no fries or fries with cheap? Uh,
1: I think that subpar fries are better than no fries at all. So I'm going chips in a milk cake.
0: I reckon it might be all right. Yeah no. salty and sweet
1: it's not that's my choice all right guys so back to what i said before before i forgot that we had these wrap-up segments like subscribe five-star review share with a friend um thanks for listening merry chicken christmas we will see you in the next episode
0: arrivederci